Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This episode of the Fantasy Underdogs podcast is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. If you're into sports betting, BetOnline is where you should go to win money today. Whether it's live bets during games or futures for who you think will win the championship, BetOnline has the latest odds, news, and information for all your online sports betting needs. Visit the website today or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So before the next big game, head on over to BetOnline and start playing today. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. And now, the Fantasy Underdogs Podcast. to another episode of the <laughs> podcast brought to you by the believe podcast network and also betonline.ag make sure to go to betonline.ag and get your 50 percent off sign up bonus today what's up everybody what's up? how are we doing i'm good chip how are you doing today we do what we do mr l bushman the great l bushman no had a sin Great draft we're going to talk about on the show, so I won't we give are. that away, but got a chance to see some uh, <clears throat> old friends and even talk to Guy into making maybe a good choice mm, at the first pick overall. That's uh, that's very true. You had a very good, uh, how do I say this, um, persuasive, <laughs> I want don't want to say drunken, but you were like persuasive. Pers- Persuasiveness was just like on point last night uh, during uh, the draft that I was in. So yeah, was, I congratulate uh, you. As more, I put him in a trance, you know, and yeah, just you did. took over for five <clears throat> seconds. You did, you did. So it was good. We've got a jam-packed show tonight. Hope uh, everybody was in having a good night uh, in the comments that joins us tonight for your fantasy football questions. Make sure to jo- join us and ask them some questions about your upcoming drafts. I did one last night. I know everybody's got locked and loaded drafts coming this weekend. Chip, I know you've got one on what, Sunday? Um, Next weekend. Next weekend, the number yep. one pick in the draft. So good luck with that. <laughs> yes, very much so. Still so a little bit, still deciding, maybe ish. I don't know. I, I always, I, I wanted everybody's opinion on this. Do you, would you trade out of the number one spot or keep it if you had the number one spot? Honestly, so this year I might trade out. Yeah, okay. I'd agree with that. Any other year, I feel like maybe not, but this year I think there's a lot of uncertainty and I think I would trade back a little bit. Okay. So what does everybody think? And I talked, and this was one of the the guys I talked about last night with the number one pick. I was telling him about how I kind of feel eerie about Christian McCaffrey. We all know bad knee injuries. Dalvin Cook is a guy who came back and came back. It seems like almost stronger uh, after he came back. But do you guys think the chance of him re-injuring himself is is higher? Or what do you what do you think? You think he's going to be around for a whole season? I mean. I don't know. I don't. I think it's injury and concern over that because I think most people who do have serious injuries end up having 
minor things here and there if it's not another yeah. serious injury down the line. But I would also just be aware of how this offense has transformed since he's been gone, right? Because now yeah. you've added some receivers, you have a new quarterback under center. So there's a lot of changes to that offense. Not saying he's not going to be a huge piece of it because he is, especially if he comes back the same or potentially better, like you mentioned, Dalvin Cook. But yeah. there are some other pieces at play that weren't necessarily there prior to him getting injured there it feels a little more of a balanced offense than it was yeah. in previous seasons just because he really really was that entire offense and it just centered around him and now it feels like there's a little more to work with um I don't want to say a ton because I, we yeah. know they're still rebuilding they're still working up but but yeah I would just be aware of how that offense has changed but I think it yeah. is dealing with injury kind of a concern I don't trust anything on that team at all. <laughs> okay. I, I don't trust anything whatsoever on that team. Like they went from a <clears throat> you did a lateral QB switch. You went from Teddy Bridgewater and you brought over Sam Darnold, which to me that's that's not much of an upgrade at all. It's just like, okay, we brought in somebody that's just as good as the last guy that we had, and if not, maybe worse. Like I, I just and the whole injury thing concerns me still with CMC. That's why if I ever got the number one draft pick. He he got picked third last night in the draft I was in. Yeah, Kamara came first, Cook was second, and then yep. CMC. Even the guy that picked Chad, who picked third, was still kind of iffy about taking CMC. He was he was like on the fence about it. He's like, I, he's like maybe I should take him or maybe I shouldn't. But he's like, screw it, I'll just take CMC. And he took. It. I like I have in the back of my mind, I'm like, he could get injured, and then you're screwed because Mike Davis isn't there anymore. Yep. He's he's now Whoa. in Atlanta, and Mike Davis was a serviceable ba- serviceable ba- uh, back when <clears throat> when CMC was hurt. So I and the receiving core is like the only bright spot. Robbie Anderson is a bright spot in that offense, but other than that, I'm passing, man. I'm passing. Well, on Terrence passing. Marshall Jr. has looked good in preseason for them, and he's gotten a lot of snaps, and he's going to be a wide receiver. I think maybe you look at towards the end of the draft, but you haven't, dude. Chuba Hubbard has been the real deal. Holyfield. They drafted a guy to come in and play behind McCaffrey, who's looked good in preseason. So, mm. I don't know. We'll see. I'm st- I'm just staying, staying away from that team. Altogether. Jordy, is he gonna is McCaffrey going to make it the whole year? Should I change my pick at the top? Or what do you think? I'm staying away from CMC, too. That's kind of why I would go like back to the earlier question, why I would trade back, just because I'm not 100% comfortable with CMC. Like, injury and with the changes on offense – also, I'm not sold with Kamara either just because the Saints offense is a hot mess as well right now, and I know they're going to totally <laughs> rely on him, but you don't really know what's going to come out of that. So yeah. it, it just it feels very iffy. I feel like normally, especially last year, where you had CMC or Saquon at number one, and it felt so solidified. This year, you don't get that feeling. So I don't know. I honestly – would feel more comfortable going Dalvin Cook number one overall than Sam Sierra Camara. I mean, appreciate <laughs> we saw Jameis Winston in his ever changing stretching and conditioning oh, drills. So that's that's just windmill. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know though. Dalvin Hello, Cook. Quick. <laughs> <laughs> if you're in, I guess depending on scoring. If you're PPR, yeah. I think you you know you got Madison there who who is put in for those downs and i think that's another reason why cmc and kamara could both have you know good years but injuries are part of football we all know this teams just really got 
a lot of teams got shellacked, obviously. Uh, Saquon Barkley, just to name another guy. When was he picked, Evan, in your draft? I don't Saquon, remember. I think, was picked in the second round, actually. See, isn't uh, that yeah. too crazy? Isn't yeah. that crazy? That's too much of a drop for a guy that, you know, yes, he's coming off an injury. Yes, the Giants are kind of floundering out there in no man's land, but he really <clears> is <throat> the guy there uh, that's going to pick up the slack and he's going to get the rock. Yeah, he, uh, yeah. Uh, he was picked pretty late last night, which to me wasn't surprising. Although I thought one of the guys who isn't really experienced drafting would have taken him in the first round, but he he dropped pretty far, and that wasn't a surprise to me given his his injury. And, and of course, it's the Giants. I mean, ugh. Oh, he's ugh. a top 10. Does everybody agree top 10 back, though, in fantasy this year? Top yeah. 10. Yeah. I well, think, it's also their division. Like, what yeah, yeah. real good run defenses are you going against besides Washington, right? Yeah. So yeah. You, it really opens him up for a lot of production. And as soon as Daniel Jones starts to flounder, I mean, what are they going to do? They're going to yep. They're going to yeah. give it to him. So yeah. Yep. All right. So I we agree. got some. We got some news. I think yesterday that uh, <clears throat> Kyle Shanahan has really not made a decision yet about who's going to start in San Francisco because of Trey Lance and his play in the past couple of games. Is Jimmy G's last days in San Francisco upon us? Do you think Shanahan's going to maybe ride with the rookie and start Trey Lance week one, or is he going to go with Jimmy Garoppolo? I think he's still going to go with Jimmy Garoppolo. I think it's really funny because even after they drafted Trey Lance this whole offseason, everything they've seen, he's stood by the fact that Jimmy G will be their starting quarterback and not to get it twisted. Now he's like, nothing has really changed, but I'm not naming a starter. I'm like, all right, well, if nothing's changed, then Jimmy G is still your starter. Uh, <laughs> before we uh, move on from this, um, <laughs> Who is Drew? And and this isn't oh a baseball show, Drew. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, we'll we'll see about that. Let's put some money on. Anyways. <clears throat> I played the fifth. I'm not getting in the middle. <laughs> it would end badly for you. Kaylee, do you think uh you know Shanahan is just playing coy about this? Is this kind of a misdirection with the news or or maybe he, he's really got a quarterback conundrum about who to start in week one? Well, I think we'll know in their next game because I think it's really hard to evaluate Jimmy Garoppolo because he's playing so little, right? Which a lot of these starting guys are. When you're assuming that they're going to be the starting guy week one, you're going to put them out there for a series and then call it a day, wrap it up. And they're not all having these phenomenal series. I mean, we know that it's preseason, but I just, I don't see him making that switch week one. Now, again, this is a team that is, we're going to, we'll talk about the Bears, obviously, but this is a team in a whole different situation, right? Like not too long ago, yep. they were in the Super Bowl. They still have a lot of those guys and they got some guys back from injury last year. And they still have a lot of these core guys that were on that Super Bowl team. So they're looking for the fast fix. How do we get back there while we still have this core group of guys that can get us there, right? Like that talent that still is retained on our roster. So I have a feeling they are going to play it safe and start Jimmy G week one regardless. And I think only unless it starts going downhill very quickly, will they make that switch early. But I mean, it's tough because their division's tough. So I think we yeah. might see that. Switch Toughest division on. in football. Right. Yeah. It's going to come early if it comes, but um, 
But yeah, I just don't see him making it because like you said, he was like, nothing's really changed. And I don't feel like we're, we might see it in practice where there's a quarterback battle, but I feel like we're not seeing it translated onto the preseason field in a way where they're really trying to evaluate both quarterbacks in game situations. So I feel like he's going to go with Jimmy. That's the safe. It's the safe play. But why did you move up in the draft? Why did you give up all, you know, why'd you give up that much capital? Jimmy G also this year, salary wise, I think he's making 24, $25 million. You're going to give a guy that much loot and you're going to sit him. That would be stupid. So Trey Lance is going to have to play his way above Jimmy G, which I think he's going to. I don't think there's any any doubt, obviously, what you're looking at. Or that salary really doesn't become – I don't think it goes on the books until the start of the season. If I was the Niners, why not restructure, maybe get some loot back and see if – I still think you should trade him. I still want him to be gone somewhere else, get another team a quarterback, or at least lessen the blow of what you're paying. How can you pay a guy almost $25 million and have him carry a clipboard? That would be the most expensive Gatorade maker's salary in the NFL, dude. But who are you yeah, going to get at this point? Like, that's the thing is if they are going in that mindset, yeah. of, here's our opportunity to get back to the Super Bowl, which I, I just assume they're operating under that mindset because that's what everyone's kind of assuming at this point. But yeah. who are you going to get right now that's going to be cheaper significantly and come with that experience, that playoff experience, Super Bowl experience. And then if you force Trey Lance into that situation, if something were to happen, I mean, then who are you stuck with, right? And I think this is very much kind of what we – I mean, not really because Ryan Fitzpatrick isn't necessarily Jimmy Garoppolo and vice versa, but this is a lot of the situation we saw last year in Miami where – it was a lot of uncertainty. It was a lot of back and forth. And it was trying to figure out, you know, what's the right move for this week. And yeah. I think that's exactly what we're going to see in San Francisco, just because they are really in a short term mindset, not yeah. how do we rebuild down the road, which I think is a little more, I guess, representative of what the bears are dealing with. Yeah. Speaking of the bears, uh, the red rifle himself made some comments last week about, <laughs> Being his time, <clears throat> Andy Dalton came out in a press conference, uh, I think, I believe it was Saturday, saying, like I said before, Justin's going to have his time, and Justin's going to have a great career. But right now, it's my time. So this my triggers me. So my focus is being on the best player I can be for this team and do everything I can help this team to win. Is it really Andy Dalton's time? No. absolutely not them saying Matt Nagy coming out and saying I need to see him in regular season he has played 144 regular season football games like we have seen him play in 144 games you know exactly what you're getting with Andy Dalton he keeps talking about him as as if he's a rookie and (laughs) that's just not the case you know exactly what you're going to to get with Andy Dalton and we've seen it in this preseason and granted it's preseason. There are a lot of other circumstances, but you can blatantly see that Justin Fields is the better option here. And if you want to put the best option, even with an O-line that might not be up to par, that is how you are going to win games. Justin Fields is going to make that happen for you. Andy Dalton is not. This God. is it's, it's ridiculous at this point. Jordan's coming in with some heat against Andy. Oh my Dalton. God. It my literally, it tr- this triggers God. me. So much. It triggered me in the complete opposite way. Um, <laughs> the complete I gotta hear it. 
I got not too. the opposite way, but I just feel like these comments are taken so out of context, which to be fair is the job of the media to take a soundbite or a clip, post it and get people really angry. But yep. when you listen to the questions that were asked, I feel like it's completely unfair to come into a press conference and ask him, like, how do you feel about like Justin Fields hype and how awkward is that? It's like, well, what do you expect him to say? Right. Like, <laughs> what is he going to do? You expect him to resign, like step down. Like he's in a contract. Like his job is to go out there, do the best he can do in practice, on the field, on game day. And if that's what he's doing, that's all he's supposed to do. Right. Like he's not the GM. He's not the head coach. He's not making the decisions. And I think by him saying it's my time, I don't think he meant like, like you're too young, like sit on the bench. I think he literally meant like, Hey, they're asking me to be the starter. I've been named the starter. So now I have to step up and be the best quarterback I can be without thinking about who should be under center. Right. I just, I just thought it was funny. Like he says, it's my time. He's been in the league for what? Over 10 years. Yeah, like your, your time just, has been you, like, you had your time. <laughs> you had your other time has got up like to you. That. I don't think he meant it like that at all. I just, I heard it like it's his time in the sense that like, as long as he's number one on the depth chart, like he has to go out there and act like the starting quarterback. And I feel like asking him to do anything else is so unfair. And to be fair, I'm a, I'm very, very impressed with Matt Nagy's comments and just everything he said about like how he, you, you cannot forget he was in that quarter room watching them develop Patrick Mahomes. So let's take a moment yeah. and just recognize that Patrick Mahomes played in one game in his first season. And are the Bears going to go to the Super Bowl if Justin Fields is under center this year? Probably, Probably not. not. So if we look no. at that and say, let's put him behind a shoddy O-line, let's put him out there just to put him out there and make people like, quote unquote, happy. Because can Bears fans really be happy? I don't know. No. But, like never, <laughs> never. And so, never. like, let's throw him back there. Maybe get him hurt, and then what does your future look like? You're either playing for this year, or you're playing for the next five to ten to fifteen potentially years. And I feel like to put him in this year, like, is he the better quarterback? One hundred and ten percent. Is it the smartest move to put him in this year? Probably not. And I, I respect him for not worrying about saving his job and worrying more about, um, am I doing the best thing for Justin Fields? for Andy yeah. Dalton and for the Bears, right? Like, that's his job as the head coach. So I feel like everyone's doing their jobs and people just, like, are really upset because, like, we have to be upset over football. Buck Dad, one of one, said in the comments that he'll be replaced by week three. Do you see week three or maybe a little bit later than that for Justin Fields to be on the field as a starter? I think Andy Dalton, honestly, if we go in a little time capsule and go backwards – this is a guy who went to Dallas, had to play for Dak Prescott. Everybody died on the offensive line. Ezekiel <laughs> Elliott checked out. He was oh under fire for like, got injured. Now he goes in free agency and he's like, I'm going to go be a starter at a team. I can still do this. The Bears are like, come, dude. Chicago, it is yours. Bring it. You come, you get $12 million and there. Go to the draft. Pick 11. We're like, Fields, quarterback, bang. And he's like, what am I doing? Am I the last guy at the prom? What the hell? So, I mean, I, I'm him. I'm so mad. And you know what? Good for Andy. If he's going to sit up there at the press conference and be like, now's my time, then they're telling me I'm the guy. My then, time. That's right. Be the guy and let it be your time. And when it's not, dude, pack your bags as quick as you pack them to go there. And say thank you very much. I'll go have a seat, please. His, Give me my $12 million. His press conference was he was up there, his arms were crossed, he had the hat on. He was just like, 
You know, fuck you, Justin. And I'm gonna say, <laughs> shit. I'm gonna say some shit right now. Just, it's my time. My time. Uh, all yeah, bears conference all bears press conferences have been super entertaining recently yeah. because the nick Foles one where he was basically pleading <laughs> to like get taken out of chicago he's like frank reich please come get me like i can't be here i don't want to be a third stringer like they're all so dramatic <laughs> i love these questions so far. we've got some good questions in the comments yeah. so who is it better this kind of derails or kind of goes off, off you know comment right now but who's got a who's a better option in the second year jalen Ertz. Tua, I like that mm. from Buck Dad, one of one. Tua, I mean, I, I, I think Tua. I, yeah, I think Tua too. I think that's well. a Tua, a Tua sweep. Look what they did. They got went and got Waddle. They got a better offensive line. They kind of gave him a lot of things around him to make him a little more comfortable. They yeah. he knows that it's his room now, so he's not worried about somebody taking his job, and he knows that he's got to you know step up and kind of play the role. So. That's I kind mean, of my after take. the performance that we saw over the weekend with the Jets and the Eagles, I mean, yeah. You mean – That's all I got to say about that. Patriots-Eagles? <laughs> Patriots-Eagles. <laughs> um, yeah, no, that was let's, – let's skip over that. Actually. We are. We are. We're <laughs> going to move on from that. Um, <laughs> but, no, I think Tua's definitely yeah. in a much better position, and the Eagles clearly are going to be in shambles. So, <laughs> As long as you have acknowledged that, I think uh, everything will be okay. You know, once week one starts, though, I'm still going to get super hopeful and Why everything's going to be fine. It's That's the true. NFL. Everybody in week one yeah. can win the Super Bowl. Everybody. That's right. Very true. Yeah. That's the mindset. So COVID has been rampant uh, in the NFL this past a few weeks, couple months. We've got some players and coaches being tested positive. Cam Newton today has to be out for five days for some miscommunications with some tests. But uh, Mike Vrabel, coach of the Tennessee Titans, was tested positive uh, and basically infecting pretty much everybody on the Buccaneers. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> the Bucs and the Titans did have joint practice this past week. Uh, now this kind of puts everybody in the Bucs in risk. I know he was talking to Tom Brady pretty closely. You're infecting my quarterback. He was talking to Bruce Arians for about five minutes. Uh, Mike Vrabel, uh, patient zero. Could this affect the Bucs going forward if uh, you know there's a rampant COVID outbreak in Tampa Bay? And should coaches be more aware, you know, with if they start to feel sick at practice? I know that you know these tests come up positive sometimes they're false positives and everything. We're not going to get into all this political stuff about COVID and everything, but do, will we see more of this as the season goes on with with tests coming up positive throughout the year? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, because you're going into a season. I think last year the mentality around COVID was still so new because there were so many things that were nuanced as far as the testing. I mean, remember we had that entire like team that got false positives. And so there were a lot of missteps, but there were a lot more precautions in the sense that it was very new. We were still very unaware of a lot of the impacts or how it's transmitted. And now, now that we know, and now we have variants and all of this, it's like we're going into the season and what feels like, a, a little loose as far as restrictions, as far as taking precautions. And I hate to say, cause I, I don't, don't want it to be like it was last year, but I am very appreciative of the rules around losing game checks and doing things like that. Because I, there were just so many things that happened last year that put other players at risk or caused other players to lose time with their families, which is really important, especially when you can't see them because of COVID. So I, I feel like 
it's definitely going to impact any <laughs> team that they came into contact with, whoever it may be. Yeah. But I think <clears throat> the step of saying like, hey, either, you know, if you're not vaccinated, which again, we're not going to go into all of that. But if if you don't follow this protocol, then like if you get sick or something happens, your game's forfeited, your game check's gone, all these things, right? Because I think it's important while things can still happen, if you follow all the quote unquote rules, I think it's just being respectful, right? Like there are ways that you can take precautions. Like you don't have to be in someone's face after the practices. And it just feels like when I'm watching them, I'm like, I don't even want to be that close to somebody at like Walgreens. Okay. Like, and like when your whole, like your game checks and your record depends on it, they just seem like they're getting a little too comfortable. Last one in the showers got COVID. Let's go boys. <laughs> I, my conspiracy brain is going. Cause I can see it happening like late in the season with playoff implications going where somebody may have test positive doesn't tell anybody and then infects a whole other team and then we have covid gate going on like a spy gate oh. and deflate gate so well tom brady would be at the center of that wouldn't he <laughs> hey, no because tom brady can't get covid because he's a vampire he baby blood. He's, yes, a he's a vampire he eats avocado he's a robot yes. drinks the tears of babies to stay alive. oh no, god that'll never. yeah well hopefully and kaylee like you just touched on i mean there's a lot of a lot of things in place where People are going to be held accountable, obviously, if they're making, you know, poor decisions when it comes to that. And, uh, you know, I think I hope that doesn't happen because everybody's tried to do um, a lot and having football. <laughs> that's there you go. See, it's true. They built, they built that true. in. That's in there. It's true. The TB12 method. You got you to yeah. stay inside the TB12 bubble. to. to not that's right. Out. Hopefully it doesn't because. uh Football, obviously, excited. You hear a lot of the players and the coaches talking about being in a stadium now and being with fans and being surrounded and how they all – they're excited to to be back in, in front of full stadiums and playing. So um, football brings everybody together, and I hope it's something that later in the season uh, we don't have to separate again. So fingers crossed that doesn't happen. Yeah, I think we are in just like in this super messy in between period where we're definitely moving in the right direction in terms of like the actual pandemic itself. But then kind of like Kayla was saying, the rules are very loose, almost as if we are totally back to normal. So I think it is going to create some sort of like we've seen it players are testing positive and they tested positive just throughout training camp as well. Like we've seen it come up, especially with how often they're being tested. Yeah. Um, so I think it, it's definitely going to be a problem, but I'm hoping it's not that big of a problem where kind of like Evan was saying, like affecting playoff implications and all this kind of stuff. So I'm hoping for the best, but kind of expecting the worst because it could get super messy, super quick. Yeah. Speaking of super messy, let's go into some fantasy football chat. I had a draft last night. Um, I picked fourth out of a 12-man half-point PPR league. Mm. Uh, let me get my draft up, and I want everybody in the comments and as well as you guys to critique my team to let me know how bad I did. And, yes, you can rip me to shreds. I don't care. I can take it. <laughs> so here's my team. <clears throat> I drafted fourth. Okay, let me scroll down. This is a, there we go. If you guys can see that. Can you guys see that? Yes. yes. Okay. Yeah. And then there's my bench. So being there last night, and I kind of laughed 
if you I were thought, coherent enough, which I was, <laughs> I laughed because one of the things I think in the beginning we talked about is that running backs are a premium this year. So Evan being four, he got a chance to get Derrick Henry, which is huge when you can get one of the top five backs off the, uh, you know, off the board. But I think where you really start to see things kind of go haywire is like we said, wide receivers. He still had a chance to get a guy like Justin Jefferson, who's got a ton of upside, I think, again, this year, even though he won many, many accolades and broke records as a rookie. I think he's still going to be freaking fantastic. And then Keenan Allen is like Mr. Consistency with fantasy, if he's healthy. So I think you did – you have like a high floor as far as the team that you have right here that we're looking at on its worst day. I think you're going to be competitive every time you're playing. Like I don't see like a bad – unless Kyle Pitts completely – you know, takes a right at the left-hand door and just falls out of the world. He might. I'm hoping he doesn't do that because I'm a Falcons I'm hope, fan. I'm hoping not either. I took him pretty but, high. Well, and that was going to be my next thing. That's what I thought. Pitts, obviously, everybody's taking him really early. And this guy's a rookie. I know he could be the second coming of Tony I mean, Gonzalez, Antonio Gates all rolled into one guy, but – you know, I mean, I, I, t- I took him because of, you know, the volume that he could get because he's going to be the second option behind Calvin Ridley. I mean, and also the kid's a freak of nature, the size of him. He is, he's he's just a big dude. He reminds me of like a Megatron-esque type of player, even though he plays tight end. So I'm, I'm hoping he pans out. If not, then I'm screwed. No, <laughs> I, think, I think we all know how weirdly obsessed I am with Kyle Pitts. Um, <laughs> any excuse to talk about him, I will take. Uh, I think they're going to also use him every once in a while as a wide receiver as well. Like, I think they're going to use him for that dual threat, which we all know he's capable of. So yeah. I think it's smart. I'm so high on taking Kyle Pitts and fantasy. You guys are being nice so far. I thought you guys were ripping this to shreds, man. He's I kind of wish I could, but yeah. I, it's not like, it's not that bad. No. I mean, I, I thought I did bad because of my, my running backs. I didn't I don't like my running backs at all. The I, only one I'm not sure of is Melvin Gordon, but you have him in flex. So. Yeah, I have yeah. my flex. I took him I took him, I think, on the eighth or ninth, I think. Because I mean he was still these guys are just dropping off like flies, and I wanted to get some some really top wide receivers and, and tight ends before everybody scoops them up. So I don't know. Yeah. I you know, eh. Kaylee, what do you think? I feel like Derrick Henry is obviously phenomenal, but he's a little inconsistent, especially within the division. So I feel like that is a little tough because he'll have, you know, 150 yards one week and then the next week he's got like 25. So, um, and I also feel like it's going to be interesting to see their offense develop as well, especially now that they have more of a passing game. So I mm-hmm. wonder if he's really going to be like the center of that offense, the way that he has been, I think obviously the center of their run game, but will they try to push out and become more of a pass heavy team? I don't know. Um, we'll see how it goes. I think it would kind of be useful for them given the amount of money and the time that they worked to put together that receiving core. So I would kind of be wary about that being, like your go-to guy and then I don't I, and then and then the back the backups you have aren't aren't like great I know so they're, like average, the only concern. they're like average they're like average at best right last um, year like any year before this Derek Henry is 
a great guy to have in that spot but i feel like this year i don't know i'm just feeling like that could change you and you and ship might might have been sharing a brain last night because he did bring it up that point where it's a brand new offense that's why they brought in julio jones and i mean i drafted ryan Tannehill because i mean he was last year one of the top five fantasy quarterbacks going forward in the latter half of the season so that's why i scooped him up I scooped him up. What what round? I, I I scooped him up pretty nine or ten, yeah. which is good. Yeah, you know pretty, what I don't. Right if you where scroll I down to your bench and just kind of show everybody. I know I see. I mean, the one guy that I chirped about last night is that in round, it was fifteen out of a sixteen round draft. Emmanuel Sanders was sitting there, and I think I went on a I went on a tirade at the bottom. I'm like, you got a starter on a oh, team. I- I should yeah. have I should have recorded that. It was amazing. I was like, you got to stop. Nobody's going to get Emmanuel Sanders. Somebody's going to get Emmanuel Sanders. If nobody picks Emmanuel Sanders, I'm going to kill somebody. I went nuts. And, yeah. yeah, that's I love that pick. But everybody else, I'm not on the Antonio Brown train. I'm Me sorry. No. Everybody's like, oh, one. God, he's great. No, he's not. No. So, it's not that he's great. It's that Tom Brady is under center. And as long as they're little – BFS, he's gonna get the ball. So, like, if if you can pick him up late, 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 like you might as well. If you're not gonna get anyone of substance, but yeah, I don't. Yeah. I mean, I don't think he's great. I think Tom Brady just is gonna feed him and Gronk the ball regardless of what's going on in the game. But it's gonna that. be so random. It's gonna be like whenever yeah. he decides, like he'll get right. a touchdown and make a big play like here and there. But he's not someone I would want on my fantasy. I see, uh, see. I'm honestly more trusting getting Antonio Brown late than getting Mike Evans or Chris Godwin early. Yeah, I mean, I would agree with you on that. Well, value, yeah, plays a big part in fantasy. And well, Antonio Brown is not going to have the same numbers as Chris Godwin and Mike Evans. No. That, and if you think they that he is, I think you're silly, silly pants I, goo. That's I, I, I think he's going to have more touches and more yardage than Chris Godwin. I agree, and I think that's going to be what? a reason why Chris Godwin's gone. We're split fifty-fifty we on this. Okay, Look, we saw that start happening last year. I was that's why I was kind of surprised that Chris Godwin even stayed because it was kind of like I don't like I don't think he's going to get the play. I think Tom Brady is very much about his guys, and we saw him like try at the beginning of the season with Mike Evans, and as soon as it kind of felt off in the slightest, it was like up. Oh, Mike Evans, forget him, you know? So I think Tom Brady yeah. is just very much about his inner circle and his people, and that's who he's going to make the plays for. I mean, I don't think he's going to go off and be the leading receiver on the team probably, but I do think that he's he's going to take away from their share easily just because Tom Brady likes him. Yep. You heard it first. Evans, then Brown, then Godwin. Huh. We need to clip this off and save this for later because I, I was going to say it's great. Clip- I want this. This should be the clip of the okay. week. You should clip, right. this right. clip of the week. That way, if it turns out to be Bupkis, then we can go back to the tape and say you guys. And we're split 50 50. That's totally all right. Fine. All right. That's totally. We can, fine. we'll definitely, we'll clip that one. But yeah, I don't, <clears throat> I saw Pittman was also on that list, which I think Carson Wentz is actually back at practice now and they're trying to work him back in. Quentin Nelson, the guard who had the same injury, same surgery, same everything is getting back to practice. But I think that the Colts are going to have to – whoever's quarterbacking them, um, I think T.Y. Hilton will be the guy, obviously, since the guy who's been there knows the routes. Now, once Wentz comes back, I think Pittman will have a better chance, I think, uh, to get worked into the offense. But um, 
Yeah. Overall, like I said, dude, I think you did great. You got good value. I think you got the number one. I don't know if you got the number one defense. Did you get San Francisco? I got San Fran, yeah. So they were injured, but they were definitely on a tear well, before they got injured. They were picking defenses in like round five and six. And that was another thing I think I laughed at and started dancing. Yeah, I was like, what do you – like Washington went off early. Like I think Washington went off in like the fifth or sixth round, and then the Bucks came after that. I'm like, what are you guys doing? Like, I, I mean, I know the – the beer was flowing like wine, but it was just these, these guys were just making off the wall picks. Like as as the drinks were starting to flow even more, they were just making off the wall picks. Like you, like a kicker went off in the tenth round. I think no, I can't no. I, but Harrison Buckner came off in like the ninth round of the draft last night. A kicker in the ninth, and I was like, all right, man, if you want to waste your pick on a kicker, that's cool with me. I mean, more. Hey, me. those are the okay. things that I just say. Thank you for giving me one more spot to get a guy that I need. I appreciate exactly. it. I'll definitely have a drink with you afterwards. If I if you had to grade my draft, what would you give? Um, B I think B B plus. I'll take that. Yeah, B. Uh, yeah, I'm in the B B plus range just because on paper right now it's very good. At least your starters. Yep. But it is risky just mm. because, like, you have Pitts, who's the rookie. We don't actually know how he's going to do. You have Justin Jefferson, who's going into his second season after a very impressive rookie season. So you assume he's going to do well. But, again, you don't really know. So it's either going to go very, very well, or <laughs> it could be, like, middle of the line subpar. So I'm rooting for you. Yahoo but, gave me a C minus my because Yahoo grades their wow. drafts. They gave me a C minus. Like fuck you, Yahoo. That's kind of harsh, <laughs> but I will say I feel like with every everyone's roster that I've seen, I feel the same way about just because <clears> this <throat> season brings up so many questions and a mm -hmm. lot of those top guys. Like we were talking about, the first round is so fuzzy. Like mm -hmm. those top five or so picks, you're just kind of like, who do? There's upsides and there's major downsides. Yeah, to those guys. So every single roster I've seen, I'm like yeah, this could be great, or this could end absolutely terribly. So I feel like you're not alone. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. I think, well, yeah, and Evan, we even noticed the trends and when you're drafting in fantasy to somebody who's just starting, um, watch what happens with the picks around you. I think nine running backs went in Evan's draft, and you know if you're the if you're on the backhand side of the first round, you're going to be able to get maybe two of the best wide receivers, Devontae Adams, Tariq Hill, and – Depending upon your scoring in your draft and in your league, you want to make sure you pay attention to that. So um, running backs did go quick and fast, and you, it looks like you're going to have to have the guys you want, you know, probably before the fifth. Yep. That's what it looked like in his draft at least. So, All right, so Chip, you've got a draft on Sunday. I might be having a draft on Saturday. just depends on when my kid pops out. So. <laughs> Well, no, I have a draft on Saturday, and they pushed my wife being induced to Friday instead Friday, of Wednesday. Yeah. So now I am in limbo about having going to a draft, and my wife is like, "Well, you could still make it if I go before Friday." I'm like, I like, love well, that support. Yeah, I, know. I was like, "Oh, it's that's great." Cool. That's, that's what I told him when we hung out. I was like, "That's great." Or yeah. I could, or, or I could kind of weasel it where, hey, the draft is at five on Saturday. It's right down the street from the hospital. I could, you know, take a break for a couple hours while you sleep and go to the draft and then come back, you know, and everything that's okay. Not missed a beat. Yeah. 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 So I'm um, yeah, trying to figure that out. So, uh, ladies, do you have any drafts coming up? I have a bunch. I'm in four <clears throat> fantasy leagues. That's way wow. too many. 
Yeah, and so not a single, not a single draft is booked yet. What? Well, one of them doesn't count. I mean, it counts, but it's a thirty-two person fantasy league, and it's more just for like fun. Yeah, I do. I do content. Thank you. I do content creation TikTok for Walter Picks, and there's thirty-two of us for one for each NFL team, and we're doing this massive fantasy league, and it's like blown up on TikTok. So it's more just for like what the hell is going to happen with this rather than actual fantasy. So, gotcha. so would, do you, do you guys pick like water boys and uh, yeah, sideline helper uh, head coach? Do you guys do gonna, that? That's insane. It's going to be interesting. And I have the 23rd overall pick. So like, I don't even know what I do. You have to do so point. much research. I yeah. yeah. Because you have and to like, know every player. Never, yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's going to be insane. So I'm looking forward to that, but it's definitely going to be interesting. With the 23rd pick, uh, Jordan picks Ted, the sideline helper for like sideline judge. Yeah, geez, the water, like the water boy for the team. Geez, that's that's also. I'm gonna go ahead and call now because Jameis Winston just had a touchdown drive. Oh, Oh. so there you go, starter New Orleans. There's your boy with his. Oh, look now, Marquez Callaway. That guy's been lighting it up. You can get him in drafts late in the. Little sleeper action, Callaway. <laughs> did did they show? Really? Did they show Jameis like celebrating like he just won the Super Bowl? Uh, I mean, they showed they were all celebrating because it was a pass interference on oh. us, of course. So okay. <laughs> it was a pass interference in the end zone. Okay. Well, speaking of drafts coming up for everybody, um, <clears throat> I want to get into a segment called "What Is Your Fantasy Flavor?" And what I mean by fantasy flavor, who is the guy that you're really coveting? into your drafts who is the guy that you really think is mr consistent mr breakout this year the guy that you are definitely going to draft no matter what in your upcoming fantasy football draft so who is your fantasy flavor for this year chip who is your fantasy flavor my fantasy flavor this year and like i discussed with you guys having the first pick i'm kind of i'm kind of iffy and we're going to continue to talk about this because i think i'm going to change i might change my first round pick and my draft's next week, not this upcoming weekend, but the weekend after that. So I still got time, but I'm going to go with CMC is going to be my guy. I'm going to be praying about it all year because it, it. I have a bad feeling, just like all of us, there could be some trials and tribulations uh, with him. Injuries could pop up. Uh, so I'm going to pray he's going to be my guy, but a guy that I love, Corey Davis. If I can get him in any draft, down in the lower half of a draft, I'm grabbing him. He looks great. Zach Wilson loves him already. He'll be a target machine. That's who I'm taking. So there you go, Evan. Well, I'm not. It's not just me. My the, fantasy flavor. I, mean, I know you were trying to get me to draft Corey Davis last night by yelling in my ear like five thousand <laughs> times, like get Corey Davis. I didn't awesome. sound like I didn't well, sound like that. I didn't have a stroke and I'm try sorry. to talk to you. I, well, you, you were know. like tip-picking. I was yelling. I was screaming at you. you know? I know you're like Zach Wilson loves him very much. So I'm like, no, <laughs> leave right. me alone. Stop, stop, <laughs> stop trying to bite my ear, Chip. Leave me alone. Just kidding. I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall at this draft. Oh. It was a very, it was a, it was a very tame draft from drafts mm-hmm. before. It was very it was okay. fairly tame. Yeah, I didn't drink this time, so that's why it was tame. No, I'm just nice. 
Nice. Jordan, Kaylee, who is your fantasy flavors this year? Yeah, my fantasy flavor, and I've talked about this before on here, how I think tight ends are so important this year, especially just because you have kind of like the big three in Kelsey Kittle and Darren Waller. And then everyone after them is good, but they're on a totally different level. So it's kind of like that fall off. So in my fantasy draft, the one person that I want, and this is a little bit of a hot take, I think Darren Waller is going to be tight end one this season. I just have very high hopes for him. I love everything about him. I love the way everything's looking in that offense. So, And with him especially. So he is the person in all four of my fantasy leagues. He is the person that I would go after to get to have on my offense. I would like to get him two stud running backs and then Wide receivers are so deep this season that I feel more comfortable getting them later on. So Darren Waller is my fantasy flavor and someone I want in every single team. He went to Georgia Tech there, young lady. He's a smart young lad, that one. (laughs) He's great. I I love him. That's a good hot take. I like that. Mm -hmm. Thank you. I like that a lot. Kaylee? I could agree agree with Darren Waller. Mine is Damian Harris. I just... I think watching the Patriots, I think we are going to see some improvement there. And they have James White, they have Sonny Michelle. And and regardless of what Stevenson has been doing during preseason, I still think Harris is just going to come out as that lead back and really be the guy they rely on, especially with Stevenson coming up and maybe challenging James White, Sonny Michelle for reps. I think Harris is just going to be that go-to RB1 kind of guy for them that they lean on. Um, not like a huge go you know go up and get him early but a guy that I would definitely look for in the mid rounds in each of my leagues just because I don't know I just trust him like he's very consistent he's a guy that is going to give you consistent results he's not probably going to have any like huge breakout plays or breakout games but I think you will get consistent games from him week in and week out especially with kind of what their offense has been doing and what it looks like they're going to be doing this season so he's going to be my go-to I like that as well. Patriots backfield has always been like murky because yeah. they really can't. They don't really choose a a number one guy per se. But Harris has been one of the guys that's been kind of standing out the most, especially in in practice and then yeah. also preseason. I like that. I like Damian Harris. Well, it was one of the guys I was looking at last night, but he got picked before I could I could grab him. So yeah, that's a good pick. I like that. Uh, my guy is Justin Jefferson. A guy that I picked up off waivers uh, last year to fill in for a uh, wide receiver. A guy that I was like, all right, you know what? I'm going to take a, a flyer on this guy for a week, and he just exploded. Set the rookie record last year, 1,400 yard of receiving yards. A guy that I wanted to make sure I took in my draft this past weekend. I did. I'm happy with that pick. A guy that I think he's going to explode and have even bigger numbers this year. Um, Chip, you and I have talked about this before. Adam Thielen is, you know, he's – He's old man River on that team. Justin Jefferson had really <clears throat> slid in nicely after they uh, traded Diggs over to Buffalo, and it was almost like a seamless transition having that guy come in and just – he's a monster. He's hes so fast that he can just jump over everybody on that team. Justin Jefferson is my fantasy f- flavor of this year's draft because he is such a absolute talent at wide receiver. And I, will, I, I picked him up in the second round, and I will do it again – for another draft, or maybe even if uh, maybe in the third, if he drops to the third round. So yeah, Justin Jefferson is my fantasy flavor of this year's draft. I like it, dude. Bunch of guys mid rounds. We had some sleepers, <clears throat> and we had some guys that are supposed to produce. But yeah, closer we get, football's getting uh, 
closer with every passing week. So getting more excited every Thank single day. God. There's one guy I regret taking last night. Uh-oh. I know, I know you. I know you gave me hell about it too, Chip. You go ahead, tell him you're right in. Yeah, it was the right in. <laughs> I had to write this guy in. Wow, you regretted a write in? That's shocking. Shocking. Yeah. yeah. I know. It was uh, Xavier Jones, who's number two on the depth chart on uh, LA behind Daryl Henderson. And I was like, Yeah, yeah couple, they got some folks couple, there. Yeah, I, I just I read a couple articles. I yeah, uh, McVeigh said he's yeah. I was like, all right, I need some running back. And I was like, all right, screw it. And then they're like, oh yeah, we have to write him in. I'm like, they don't, there's no sticker for this guy. Like, no, there's no there's no sticker. Yeah. I'm like. It's like really now I really regret taking. Can you imagine though if you snagged him and he had this like breakout season? Then you'll feel really good about it. I know I feel like a genius doing that. Yeah, yeah. Like even though I regret taking him, it's like yeah, I knew it all along. Yeah, absolutely. Now he's like set rookie records because he's like undrafted, and I grabbed you guys had to write him in. So screw you guys. But yeah, I just regret taking him right now. I, I like I was about to drop him, but I was like, you know what? Maybe Henderson will get hurt and he'll slide in the top spot because right, right, I know right now isn't the Rams going by committee anyways? Aren't they yeah. splitting carries? I mean, well, you're gonna see. I mean, Henderson will probably none of the other players behind him really have. I don't think any NFL experience. I think they're all no. been special teamers and never in an offensive huddle before. So we'll see what happens. But yeah, could be like you said. Everybody right now, any sleepers you're taking are all good picks. Because yeah. the season hasn't started yet, so all we'll those come, guys. We'll, we'll come back in week six and see how Xavier Jones is doing, and then I'll yeah. see if he's still. We'll on see my if he's. Yeah, I was gonna say we'll see if you still have him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's get on out of here, guys and girls. Uh, any any last words, news, and notes before we get on out? I'm gonna. No, I'll keep you updated on my 32 person. Yeah, fantasy. I have to know how that goes. Yeah, can I will you, keep you updated. Can you live stream that while you're doing that? I, mean, I it's could. Gonna, it's I gonna could. take a long time before you get your. I know. I'll be sitting there for like an hour before I get my first pick. <laughs> <laughs> have you mock draft? Wait, can you even mock draft that? No, on, you on can't. Sleeper? No, there's no, no 32 team option. No. God. You just I have to go of, through rounds after yeah. round. You'll be picking in the, like the third or the fourth round. I, third I round. thought a fourteen man league was crazy, but like thirty two. Jesus. Yeah. Good lord. Well, we'll see. Good luck to you, Jordan. Saints starting quarterback. You heard it here first. Jameis Winston yeah. is what Jameis we're saying. Winston. We'll know by the twenty eighth before their final preseason game. <laughs> That's I my impersonation right. of Jameis. Winston. I know right now, and I just want to extend. A solid you're welcome to Jameis Winston. I should have started drinking way earlier for this one. It's already too much. <laughs> I'm definitely going to go watch that game and see what the hap says now. So that's my next step. Well, we will see everybody on Thursday nights. Hopefully, if not, uh, we'll see you next Monday. Uh, make sure to smash the follow button on Twitter at the FU Dogs Pod and also IG at the FU Dogs Pod. We're also now on YouTube and also on Twitch as well. So make sure to go smash that uh, button and subscribe. We would love to have many subscribers. So for myself, Kaylee, Sporty Jordy, and Chip, we will see you guys on the flippity flop. It's been the Fantasy Underdogs Podcast. Peace. Go Falcons.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.